0: So today's dav is Nun Tet in Erovin. We are going to be learning, uh, starting from Nun Chet Amud Bet, at the bottom of the Mishnah is, Ein modedin that you have to have an expert to uh, perform the measurement. And again, we're talking about the measurement of the Tchum, how far the Tchum goes, measuring the 2,000 Amod is not simple. You need to have an expert, surveyor, to conduct it. Let's say you get two different measurements. In other words, you're measuring from the northeast corner and from the northwest corner. And you go to 2,000 and it turns out that one is shorter than the other one. So that, that's not possible. Right? We know measurement error occurs, but it's error. So, so, so what do we do in that case? So it says, you could, you could go by the lenient one. Whichever one gives you more space, you can draw the line from that, uh, from that point. In other words, what you're going to do is you're going to draw a line out northward, let's say, but then you're going to draw a line perpendicular to the city, right? That's going to be the, that's going to be the, the border of Tchot. So if on one side it's a little bit further out, on one side here, you can't draw, you don't have to draw it diagonally. You'd take the, the one that is further out and you draw straight across from there, even though you're giving yourself more uh, maybe than you deserve, Okay, it says, The Gemara, Gemara is going to ask what that means because it, says, it seems like it's saying the same thing. If one is longer and one is shorter, you listen to the longer one. Okay, we get that. Now, there's a famous halacha that if a, uh, even a, a person who normally wouldn't have their testimony accepted in court says, I remember that this is the uh, place where the Tchum Shabbat ends, we're not allowed to go past this, we believe them. For that, because the rabbis who created the laws of Tchumin mostly are Dirabanan. There are some uh, some who say that certain aspects of Tchum are de Raita, but for the most part, the Halachot are Dirabanan, and therefore uh, the rabbis wanted to make it as uh, little uh, difficulty as possible, Lakel, and therefore they allowed, just like with Bidikat Chametz, they said you could have your child do it because. Um, uh, it, because even though uh, generally you don't rely on a child, but it's bedikat because you could say bitul chametz. So whenever there is a derabanan, the rabbi is trying to make it more lenient. Yeah. But but he's also like a Jewish person because he's obligated in the same mitzvot as a woman. Eved <coughs> kenani is obligated in all the mitzvot say that are not Zeman Grama. They can. He becomes like a convert, but just not fully. Once he's related, released, he immediately becomes Jewish. No, no, he doesn't. He has to keep all the mitzvot, so now the Gemara says, What do you mean you can go to the place that, 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 the, that the tchum extended? It sounds like it's saying you can go to the, to the extended area, but you can't go to the shorter area. That doesn't make any sense, because let's say one guy measured, it, measured out the tchum, and it went to uh, uh, point A. And the other guy measured it and it went to eight eight point A plus two. If you can go to A plus two, how could you not go to A? So what does it mean you can go only to the, the extension? That's not what it means. What it means is that... Uh, so, because that's what it's asking. How could you say that you can, only go five, you can only go five miles, but you can't go four miles? That doesn't make any sense. What it means is, you can go even as far as that. So let's say on the northwest corner, when he drew the line, it was a little bit further than uh, the northeast. So you can go by the northwest corner, even on the northeast. You get the extension on both sides. You don't have to worry that you, you, can, you can assume the error of measurement in your favor. That's, that's the way that Rashi interprets it. You can assume the error of measurement in your favor. Ah, now, then, but then it said again the same thing. It sounds like the same thing. That if one was longer and one was shorter, we go with the longer one. It's the same thing. You're right. It's saying the same thing. It's explaining that if you have, it's not only, in other words, that you have uh, one guy makes both of them, but even if it's two different people, and so you have to choose which one is going to be accurate. So normally, if you get advice from two people, you can't just choose the advice that you think is, that you like the best and assume that that's going to be right, right? Say, oh, this guy's, this guy's right. You know, you <laughs> have to determine which guy's more expert. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah, in the Yeah, No, no, a real rope. They they talked about it in the previous Mishnah. But the thing is, if the if the normally, let's say one doctor says you need this treatment, one doctor says you need that, you don't need anything. So you're going to say, "Well, I like it. I don't need anything." So I'm going to go with this guy. But you, you, normally you can't do... right. Whichever, Yeah, but they but there's always error. There's time there's it's never exact, precise that's right well the I was going to say that there's a limit on how much mistake you can make but, but, but the point is like if it's a small discrepancy you can't say well I listen to the guy who gives me more because he's a bigger expert because he gives me more you wouldn't say that with any other area doctor uh, mechanic anything else you wouldn't say the guy who tells you the answer that you like better is more expert but here it's saying you can rely on the guy who gives you more space that's what it's saying now, but Rabbi Yeh says exactly your point that's only if the error is less than or not more than the the city on a diagonal meaning to say that you can uh, if you if he makes a very um, if he if the amount that he comes up with is uh, the uh, is indicates that he was just measuring it on a diagonal. So it came out to be longer because he measured it on a diagonal instead of straight. Okay? So then you could say that, uh, that it was within the margin of error. That's why one guy had a smaller amount and one guy had a, smaller, uh, a, amount, guy had a lo- larger amount because one guy was measuring it by the diagonal and one guy was measuring it straight. And that's why you can go with the guy who gave you the larger number. But if it's even more than that of an error, then obviously there's something more going on. Rashi explains here, he says that uh, In other words, even if the error is not simply a matter of you didn't pull the rope taut enough. I mean, it, it, if you have two guys measuring and one is pulling more tightly, then he's going to get a slightly bigger measurement, and the other guy is pulling it less, he's going to get a slightly smaller measurement, right? So that that's true, but he says, even though it's a larger one than that, okay, Talinan a baby, ta'ut, right, alachson, damrinan, that we make, it, we assume it's the ta'ut alachson, it's the mistake of the diagonal, damrinan, zea, yabaki b'mtida, v'niach tabla shatchumin keneged a karen b'alachson, Okay. That what happens is that he he put it on a diagonal when he was measuring, and he was an expert. But he he he, he did it that way, and therefore what? Uh Okay, that like we said before, that al paim me emtzah kerin the zaviot kol shel paim. Right? So he says, he doesn't like this so much. He says, I don't like the language, so it doesn't fit so well with what, it, what it's trying to be saying. But the point was that since you can give an excuse for what, you, you don't have to, if there's just a, an enormous error, so then somebody's not qualified to do what they're doing here. They just don't know what they're doing. But if you can explain that, oh, one measured it, had, it, you know, had the, the plan, and measured it more diagonally rather than straight. And that's the reason for the error. Then we could say the error was not, it doesn't reflect on their, uh, 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 on their qualifications. But if the error is bigger than that, then somebody here doesn't know what they're doing and we have to start over again. That's, that, that's basically the way that Rashi is explaining. Now, I'm sorry, so going back, the rabbis made this to be lenient, not to be stringent. But we said the opposite, that they actually did it to be stringent. What's the answer? The point is that insofar as, in other words, there's two elements here. The rabbis created the institution of Tchumin to be strict, right? But within the laws of Tchumin that are the Rabbanan, they're lenient. <clears throat> so yes, it's a stringency to have Tchumin, because the laws of Tchumin wouldn't have to exist, right? The rabbis instituted it. But once they instituted it, they made it, similar like I mentioned before, that when it comes to chametz on Pesach, there's an idea of Bitul chametz, really from the Torah, if a person says... I, anim, I, I, I mevatel all of my chametz and it's like dust of the earth. That's enough. They could leave it in their house and they, they said it's dust of the earth. But the rabbis came along and said, you know, a person isn't going to really, a person will either make a mistake and eat it or they don't really mean it when they say they be told. So they have to get rid of it. But that's the rabbanan. So, in, so that's astringency. They have to, get, they have to collect but it and search for it. it. I because biur is just getting rid of it. But really the biur is, touch, is in the heart, right? But anyway, the the but there's no action to say the Bachanet. So no, it's not. That's what I say. That's the Rabbanan. So therefore, they could be. a... that's why. That's why he could be more lenient because since they created the No, this I understand. I was asking. I was asking who makes Who who it two thousand. Rabbi sat and said, you know what, 2,000 is long distance to walk, so let's see that. So, right. so why did he say 2,500? Right, so Rabbi? they discussed, uh, they, they had some discussion about, uh-huh. you know, uh, where they derived the number from. But basically, it's a rabbinic uh, it's concept. A rabbinic. Yeah, it's rabbinic. So therefore, they're allowed to make it lenient. Okay, one guy, he stretched the, the wire a little bit this way, so he got a longer uh, measurement or whatever, uh, you know. Uh, or shorter, so therefore we're going we're gonna to give him the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. Okay, the In other words, that's the thing. They came from the two sides and one guy got 2,000 stops here and one guy got 2,000 stops here. So within a certain margin of error, we could say it was just because of the angle of the rope. Who do you go with? Right? So we go to the lenient one. That's what he's saying. Oh, okay. yeah. But if it's such a discrepancy that even with the angle of the rope, it would still be... Not acceptable, so obviously a, there's a problem. Yeah, there's another problem. Now, Mishnah says, If you have Irshad Yachid, it means a city owned by an individual. Rashi says that, that's what most of the commentaries say. Most of the commentaries say Irshad Yachid means a city that was all basically like the estate of an individual that's like a small city. Rashi says, no, it means that you have, a, a, it means a city that doesn't have 600,000 people passing through it every day, meaning that it's not considered to be a metropolis. It's considered to be a small town as opposed to a big city. Because Rashi in general and some of the Ashkenazi Rishonim also maintain that a Rishut HaRabim is only when you have 600,000 600, people passing through because it's similar to the, uh, the Midbar. Um, that's Rashi's opinion. But other Rishonim say no, Irshel yachid literally means that an individual owns it. Okay, Irshel yachid uh, has more lenient rules. But then it became a public place. Ma'avina kula. Then now you can make the whole thing with one eruv. I'll explain this in a second. It says, but, however, if it was a public uh, area and then it was bought by uh, somebody and they made it private, right? Or they, or as Rashi says, it was once traversed by trafficked by a tremendous amount of people and now it's less. So it, it got downgraded so you cannot make it in one Eruv. Now what's the idea of one Eruv is that we had learned about it several, a long time ago, but it was mentioned earlier that basically they didn't want large cities to all be under one Eruv and one Shituf Mavuot because people would confuse it with Rashid Rabib. They would say, well, if this gigantic city with so many, it's a bustling city that's a public area, can all be united together with one Erov and you can walk through the whole thing, could be uh, who knows how big the city is, uh, just because it has uh, walls around it, and they make one Erov, and everyone's able to, they're going to say, well, what's the difference between this, and I go to uh, any other city that doesn't have walls around it, and isn't enclosed, should be the same. They're not going to realize it's because of some technicality. So, therefore, in a Irshag uh, Yachid, when an individual owns it and everybody could see, or when it's a very small town and everybody could see that, oh yeah, we're all like one big family, we made Erovich and we're all together, fine. But in a gigantic city, they, they said that you have to leave at least one space that's not going to be included in the eruv. That doesn't mean that that space can't carry within its own courtyard. Let's say they have their own section, they can make their own roof, but they can't unite with everybody because there has to be some sense of limit. On how big you can make it, so people realize the concept. Because if there's no if there's no limit, then there's no awareness of the concept. It's like some communities, I'm not here, but in some communities, I remember they would have like one Shabbat a year that they purposely shut down the eruv, just so people know that there's such a thing as eruv. Otherwise, they carry all the time in the street, and then they come to a place and they go on vacation to. Uh, Timbuktu, where they don't have uh, any Jews. And they say, oh yeah, well, we always carry on the street at home. So what's the difference to do it here? They don't realize there's an idea of Eruv. So they're not aware of it. So putting a limitation helps people realize that it's there. So that, so, so too in a gigantic city, they said there has to be some section that has its own Eruv. So people know it's not just like a free-for-all that you can have. Now, what's the, what's the rule there? It says unless you make an area that's outside of this Eruv like the city that seems to be the name of the city in Yehudah they have to have at least 50 citizens who are not included in the Eruv in a certain section a certain town that they have their own uh, courtyard and they, have, they can have their own courtyard and their own Eruv but they can't be with everybody else because that way we know that it's a, it's, it has a limit Okay, however Rabbi Shimon Rabbi Shimon says it doesn't have to be 50 people. It doesn't have to be the size of a small city. It could be three chatzorot with two houses each, meaning six houses uh, is enough to show that there's a limit to this erovei chatzorot. And again, the purpose of the limit is just to make people aware that there's such a concept. Otherwise, they just think, well, we always carry in here, and uh, there's a million people live in the city, we carry it all the time, so why can't we carry anywhere else? They're not going to recognize there's any device working that, you know, any like, Mechanism that allows that to happen, but because you have a limit and there's a certain area they can't carry out into the main area, or the main area can't counter- carry to there, so they'll know that there's something operating that they need to be aware of. Right. Now, Gemara says, What's the Yachid that became a The city of the Resh Galuta, of the Exilarch, that I guess at one point was a personal estate and it later became a. Uh, uh, a public property, like, you know, they have some of these estates on Long Island that were owned by this family, that family, and now they are owned by the uh, county or they're owned by the state, right? Mm-hmm. So, the, now, according to the other commentaries, that's what it means. According to Rashi, it means it was once a very bus, it was once a very private area and then it became highly trafficked area lately. later. So what happens is that it doesn't change its status. So if the entire area was able to be covered by one Eruv originally, it can still be covered by one Eruv. Chateronet. Okay, what's the reason? If you're going to tell me, because people come there all the time for different things, they have to get permission, they have to get uh, authorization, they have to meet with the XL, it's a very important guy. And therefore, because they're all going to come there, right? And they're going to talk, they're going to remind each other, oh, you know, they're going to be aware. Of the, of the rules. But it says, People are also together in synagogue every single Shabbat, no matter where they are. So if it's just a matter of seeing each other and reminding each other what you're allowed to do and not allowed to do, people will be aware of it. That happens everywhere. He says it's like the small city of Natoi, meaning it doesn't have to be, it's not specifically um, the, uh, uh, specifically the Exilarch's uh, um, Home, the Eresh Galuta's home, uh, because for some reason he's going to make you aware of the reason why the status of the city hasn't changed from an individual city to a public city. He's not going to, it's not only that. Any case where you have an individual estate that became a public estate, and up till then they had always been making one eru for everyone, they don't have to change from the status quo, just because it became public. In any place, that would be the case. You have Uh, what was once a private area became public and there is a road going through it and it says that you can you have the road going straight through the city right and so what do you do it says you put a lechi on either side right the lechayayim are the vertical uh, uh, piece of wood or you put you put a, a horizontal beam over either side where the I guess where the road exits on either side of the city. And, uh, and that's enough. That's enough to show that this is separate from the Roshut Rabim And we can still keep this as what's considered a Roshut Oh, so right? they allow a large road to be... To, to pass. Be, seeming, seemingly be because this was once a, uh, a private area. Right? So, uh, so and Rashi says, Roshut Rabim. He says, Meaning that there's no wall; it's passing straight through. Okay, so the the um, they said that since even though this Rashuta abim passes through, this road passes through, we're not going to ruin the uh, the fact that this was a uh, was previously a uh, a private area. We're going to allow you to fix it. <speaking in Hebrew> but you can't do it halfway. It says that um, that. Uh, you cannot have only part of, let's say, part of the group. Let's say now people that are to the north of that road that goes through uh, are one group, and people are to, uh, to, to the south are a different group. You can't do that. You have to have everyone together. Either you have to have everyone together, or each one has its own mavoy that they exit to the Rishon Tzaddikim through there, and they can't be t- they're not going to be able to go from one section to the other anymore. If it was always a public area and it still is. Right? But it only has one exit to the, uh, it, it doesn't have, it's not Mifuleshetra, she says. It doesn't go, there's no road that goes straight through from one side to the other. There's only one exit on one side. Mm-hmm. So then, in that case, you can have everybody together and you don't have to exclude anybody. Why? Because meaning, even if it is Shel Rabim, even if it's a public area that normally you have to leave one section un. On, you know, excluded from the from the eruv. Here, you don't have to do that because there's no road that goes straight from one side to the other. Okay, now uh, because that's not domele degle midbarah. She says it's not like the, uh, the 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 midbar where it was an open area. If it's closed on three sides and there's only one exit in and out of the city, that's not the same as the roshes arabim. Okay, now he says, <laughs> Who says that you can make your Rabim into a, 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 included in the Eruv like this? Because you're, you're allowing with a thoroughfare going right through the city, you're, you're allowing them to put a Lechi on one side and a, or a Quran on either side or a Lechi on either side and, and close it off just with that. How can does, you do that? That's what I'm asking. You. Yeah, so yeah. it says, ah, we know who's the opi- this opinion, but it's Rabbi Yehuda. It's always. Amar am a rabbi 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 like we said already, we've seen that according to Rabbi Yehuda, if you have two houses on either side of the Roshut Rabim and the Roshut HaRabim is going right through, you can just put a Quran from one house to the other on either side, so that you're closing it off, or a Lechi on either side, right? Mm-hmm. Or actually, two, the two Lechayayim can be on the same side. Uh, just on either side of the house let's say one side let's say the street is going west east west right let's say the street is going east west and you have and you have the uh, and you have the um, one house to south and one house to the north so you can either put on the west and the eastern side of the south one a lechi on either side or the north one or you can put a, a, a koa that goes across from the southern to the northern house and the southern to the northern house on either side. And that's enough. And that's the same thing it's saying to do here. So that's exactly what Rabbi Udas says. The width of the road matters still? still the Meaning the it would have to be the width of Rosh Hashanah. But the thing is, in order to be called a Rosh Hashanah. But he's saying that Rabbi Udas says that because you have two sides that are closed off, yes. even though you have uh, uh Rashuta going straight through, you can close it off using Lechi Vikoran, that's enough. And this can be asked. Well as we've see, yeah, we've seen this. We've seen this before. This is Rabbi Yehuda's opinion, and the rabbis say no. so they would not allow this uh, Rashuta Rabin that's passing straight through a town like that to be just you put a, a symbolic uh, thing on either side. They, they would not say that that closes it off if it's open straight through the town. They would not agree with that. But Rabbi Yehuda allows it. Right? Uh, you cannot do half and half. So, that's only if you want to cut it through its length. Okay? But if you want to cut it through its width, you could. Now, what's the reason? Width means from top to bottom. In other words, the thoroughfare is going from side to side through. Okay? okay. If you want to cut it side to side also, okay? Meaning that's, that's what they're calling, okay? Meaning that you can't. Why? Because everybody needs to use the thoroughfare to get out. So you can't say that people living on, under, you know, on, the, on the bottom half of the picture yeah. right, are not in the same arrow with the people on the top half of the picture because in the end, they're all going to have to use that thoroughfare in the middle to get out. Okay. Right? In other words, they share that thoroughfare. So you can't say that they're independent. But if you cut it down the middle from top to bottom and say, the people on the right are using the exit to the right. They're not going to go to the left. The people to the left, they're using the exit to the left, they're not going to go to the right. So then you could actually separate them. You could actually say it's two different things, even though they're cr- you're cr- cutting down through that thoroughfare. But you're saying that that thoroughfare, only ha- the half of it that's to the right is going with the people on the right, and the people on the left, they can't use it, and vice versa. So that's that you could do, he says. That would be okay. Now, the Gemara the, the says... Um, this would not follow Rabbi Akiva, why? Doesn't Rabbi Akiva say that if you have two places that are open to one another, okay, then the, the fact that one person, the fact that one group is prohibited to go into another uh, area or to carry things or use another area, okay, and they're open to that area, prohibits even the people in that area. So Rashi explains, if you have two courtyard, one is inside the other. In other words, there's an inner one, an outer one. Right? And the thing is, the one on the inside has no exit except through the outside one. It has to go out through the outer one. Then, In other words, if the people in the outer courtyard made an Eruv to themselves and the people in the inner courtyard did not make any uh, Eruv at all, that's what he's saying. In that case, meaning they're not allowed to carry in their own courtyard and since they're going to be going through the outer courtyard to get to the Rosh Hashanah Rabim, they're going to mess up the outer courtyard too. Because since they are totally, uh, uh, they can't even use their own courtyard because they don't even have an eruv for themselves. They're not going to sacrifice the uh, right that they have to exit and to go through the outer courtyard, right? But even if they each made an eruv, meaning the people on the inside made an eruv, but they didn't include the outside, and the outside didn't include the inside. according to Rabbi Akiva, what's going to happen is that since the people on the inside made an Eruv of their own, so they're allowed to carry in the inside. And the people on the outside have no reason to go into the inside. They don't need to go into the inner courtyard where they need that for. But the people on the inside need to go to the outside. So the fact that they didn't join with the people on the outside messes up for the outside. Because they are considered members of the outer courtyard because they need to go through the outer courtyard to get to the Rishwet But the people in the outer courtyard are not considered members of the inner courtyard because of, they don't need to go into the inner courtyard for anything. So Rabbi Akiva says, even if they made an Eruv for themselves, the people in the inner courtyard, okay, and the people in the outer co- courtyard that is around it made an Eruv for themselves and they didn't include each other, the fact that the people in the inner courtyard are not allowed to carry objects into the outer courtyard prohibits even the people in the outer courtyard from using their own courtyard, because the people on the in, because the people on the inside are considered members of the outer courtyard because they have to pass through there in order to get to the Rishon Tzarbi. The people in the outer courtyard are not considered members of the inner courtyard. That's what Rabbi Akiva is saying. So here we would have the problem as well that uh, that since the people, true that you could say, okay, the people on the right half are going to go to the right, and the people on the left are going to go to the left, but the fact of the matter is they could turn to the left and go out the left, meaning they, they have access to both, right? They have access to both. So even if you cut it down the middle and you say, okay, people to the right are in one eruv, and the people to the left are in another eruv, and they each have their own eruv, and they're sharing their own part of the, of the thoroughfare to go out, the fact is they have access to the other one. So how can you say that they're not members of one group? They are members of one group. So it's not going to work according to Rabbi Akiva. It'll work according to the rabbis. Because the rabbis say that since each group made an independent eruv and they have their own thing, they don't affect each other. Even though one might pass through the other one, it doesn't matter. But according to Rabbi Akiva it will matter. But then for sure they would make it prohibited because since they're not allowed for, 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 for everybody. Order. Yeah, we're going to see. is going to talk about but it. <coughs> l- they're going to say you could. We'll see why. Now, even Rabbi Akiva might agree here because Here is different, he says. Even Rabbi Akiva would agree in this case. Why? Because since you're cutting the the, the the town down the middle, and you're saying the people to the right go out to the right, the people to the left go out to the left. So you're they each have their own egress. They 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 have the, they don't have any connection. Whereas the, the people in the inner courtyard have no way in and out except going through the outer courtyard. <clears throat> so that's different, right? another inter, another version of Rav Papa is that Amar lo de la Don't say that you're allowed to cut it down the middle at all. You're not allowed to cut it at all. In these cases where you have the thoroughfare going through. So in this version he's saying you're not allowed to cut it. Not even from top to bottom you're allowed to cut it. You're not allowed to cut it at all. That's Rabbi Akiva. Meaning because since there is access of each one to the other one's exit. Therefore uh, they prohibit each other. Not true. Maybe it's even according to the rabbis, because maybe it's only over there. The rabbis said that if the inner courtyard makes their own eruv, and they just say, you know what, we're closing our door, and we're not going to have any, we're not going out this Shabbat, so we're not going to affect you. We're all staying inside the courtyard. So since they could do that, and they made their own chazer, they're good. They're not going to affect the outer courtyard. Rabbi Akiva says since they still could leave and go out, they do affect the outer courtyard. But according to, according to, uh, according to Chachami, they since they could close the door, they don't need to. But here you have a thoroughfare going straight down the middle. Right? It's not like they can close the door and say you can't go through our section of the Rishut rabbi. You could say, yeah, people on the right are using the right, and people on the left are using the left, but you're not really closing it off, because you can't close off the thoroughfare. People are going to be passing from one side of the Rishwet Tarabim to the other through this town. You can't close it off. So therefore, you're going to have a situation where um, it's open f- through both of them, and therefore you can't really say, in other words, if they're not all unified as one, that it's, it's, it's all or nothing. Because you can't say that they're not going to share some space. And you can't say that, oh, the right half of the thoroughfare belongs to the people on the right, and the left side belongs to the people on the left, because it's all one thing. And people are going to be going through there all the time. That's the second version of rapapa, Okay? And that would be according to everyone then. Okay, now, the, the thing is like this. You could either have the entire town make one uh, Eruv, or they, each one makes for their own mafut. So, Now, the reason why you can't have the group make more than one eruv they have to all be together, is because if, they, if one group makes their one Eruv, and one makes another, the fact that they cannot go back and forth between each other, and they're open to each other, makes a problem. Right? So, mavoi, mavoi, nami asreya, it's going to be the same problem with the mavoi. Even if one says, oh, we have our own mavoi that takes us to their shutarabim, so we're, this group of chatserot is just going to go with their mavoi. And the other one has their own mavoi that goes to their shutarabim, so they're, they're just not going to join with ours. Right? In other words, they're each is going to have its own. That's okay. So, it's a, so, why isn't it a problem that I can walk over to the other guy's Khatzer and walk through his mavoy? So, I should be considered a member of that mavoi too. It's talking about where they made a special entrance to show that this is only for the members of this group. Okay? It's a special opening just for the members of this chatzir. It's not open to everyone. Even though it might also be accessible to others, there's a special entrance. So it's saying, that since the person can, uh, since they made a special entrance showing that, and Rashi says, de Since this all could have been one city originally, because it was owned by one person, like we said before. Since they were always used to everyone using all the entrances and all the exits, and now all of a sudden they want to separate off, there should really be a problem. But since they made a low, he says, Kol says, they made a special doorway from these Chatserot into this Mavoy to show that this is only for group A through C. And then they made another group that showed this is only for group D through F, this other Mavoy. And that way, even though physically speaking, maybe I could walk over and go through it, but it's clear that it's designated for their use, and they are with, with you know, like relinquishing their right officially to go through the other mavoy, and that's what, how they're able to separate from each other. So it becomes clear that there's are separate from each other. Sim- like it said, a person who makes an opening for his chacer. Let's say there's a chatzer that did not make an eruv with everyone else, right? He didn't join together with the shituf. Now, the shituf is where you have multiple chacerot that are sharing one alleyway, if one chater has its own door going to the Rashuta Rabbi, so it doesn't need the mavoi. They made a special door of their own. They said then the fact that they don't join with the mavoi is doesn't make a problem. Meaning normally the problem is if there's ten chater that open to one mavoi, okay, and even one of them doesn't join, so then there's multiple people, multiple entities involved in that mavoi. And it, that doesn't work. You have to always unify to be able to use the mavoi together. What if one is, uh, says that we don't want to join? They're going to mess it up for everyone. But if that one, if number 10, it's not that they don't join, but they actually have their own separate exits to the Rashid beam that they can go by, so they don't need the mavoi. Then the fact that they don't join with it is not messing up the mavoi for everyone else because they're saying we don't want the mavoi. We have our own exit. And even if maybe some people from that Khatsir actually do end up going in there, who knows? But it won't end up messing it up because they have their own exit showing that we don't want to be a part of this, mavoy. We have our own egress, uh, you know, and a way in and out of, uh, of our Khatsir. So, we'll continue from here tomorrow. Yeah,